cliffcentral.com. I want to go to Monsieur Jean-Jacques Cornish because we do this every, uh, what is it now, every two weeks where we check in on what's going on on the continent. And uh, Jean-Jacques, it is always good to see you. How are you, sir? Bonjour. I'm immensely well, thanks. Just to say to Mark, I'm quoting Jean Cocteau, the famous French writer, when he said there is no such thing as love, only proof of love. <laughs> there and we to go. Mark, I would say there, there is no such thing as happiness, only proof of happiness and gratitude and all of those complex things, only proof of them. You see, we needed we needed French philosophy to help wow. us through this uh, very ugly briar patch that we stumbled into. So <laughs> Africanalysis is with JJ Cornish, and it's brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. We look at what's happening around the African continent. So Jean-Jacques, let's just talk quickly about uh, Kenya, because we haven't been there for a little while. And uh, there's some kind of a relationship between Kenya and Haiti at the moment. Haiti, of course, bedeviled since time immemorial um, by its ugly colonial past and since the colonial past, uh, a, a, a kind of very unpleasant uh, existence. It, it seems to be the only place in the Caribbean where people are truly unhappy and the Caribbean <laughs> is not an unhappy place. Well, they're very, very poor. Yes. I was there in 2010 uh, as, you know, with a rescue mission for the, uh, after the earthquake, which killed 220,000 people. Now, now, since the assassination two years ago of Juvenal Moise, uh, the gangs have taken over. The gangs were very much there when, when I was there, I remember, but they've taken over and virtually run the city. There have been something like uh, 2,200 people killed and uh, uh, nearly a 1,000 people kidnapped. The Kenyans have come along and said, because there have been calls for an international force to help control or stabilize Haiti, and the Kenyans have come up and said, we will lead that force. We have had experience in Kosovo, in Namibia, in Somalia, in the DRC, in Tigray. We will do that. And last night, the UN Security Council voted 13 uh, to nil uh, for, for this to happen. Uh, the, the, Russia and China, interestingly, abstained. Had they voted against it, of course, that would have been a veto. It wouldn't have happened. But uh, the countries of Barbados, Bar Barbua, uh, Jamaica and Antigua are also going to send troops or have said they would. The United States delighted uh, and congratulating Haiti, uh, the Kenya, and saying that they will provide $100 million in for, for supporting this and give it logistical and uh, and other support. Clearly, the, these big countries don't want to be involved in such peacekeeping operations, but they're prepared to bankroll them. Hmm. There is some concern, though, that the Kenyans, in doing the jobs we've spoken about earlier, have had human rights abuses. They go over the top. Now, are they going to be properly controlled? Uh, do you need proper control when you're coming against Haitian ga uh, gangs, you mm. know, kidnappers, rapists, murderers? So it will be the first uh, Kenyan troops will be deployed uh, at the beginning of next year. So, you know, it takes time. The UN often wanted to have a standby peacekeeping force. But then a lot of countries say you want to have a lot of UN blue helmet soldiers ready to move in. Next thing they'll be moving in against me. So they, they resisted having a standby force. So when you want to put together a UN force, it's a matter of months to do that, often it, six months or more to get it done. It is quite interesting, though, that uh, you know we're, we're sending 
resources and, and people and ideas from Africa to sort out problems in the rest of the world. I mean, that's a clever way for Kenya to kind of position themselves. The signal they're sending to the world is that we aren't just people who take these things and, and, and need these things and sit with a begging bowl. We're actually here to help, which is, I think, a very positive development, isn't it? Yes, indeed. We had our, our president and the new Nigerian president last week at the U UN Security uh, General Assembly annual debate. And uh, the hmm? Nigerians said Africa is not a place to be avoided or place to be pitied. We are the key to the future. And Kenya, a very, very positive step in, in, in doing this. Well, obviously, they're going to have to mind their P's and Q's, as it were. But uh, it's a positive story for Africa, this. All right. So, JJ, let's go from the sublime to the ridiculous. We spoke about Gabon the other day. And uh, every time we mention the name of that country, uh, Bakabantu smiles because we know the history that you helped us understand last time you were on. But Gabon, uh, things not getting any better. Apparently, even football stars and, and all kinds of sexual exploitation, uh, stories of rape. What the hell's happening in Gabon? Well, if you are a junior footballer in Gabon, you better watch yourself. And and that's the sad thing. We have the former coach. His name was Patrick Asumu Ai, also known as Capello. He's confessed to grooming and raping, and he's actually in jail now awaiting sentences. Something like four major coaches have been arrested. Three of them still in jail at this time. But the population are furious, saying we should have seen this happening. There have been reports. There were reports as long as two years ago in The Guardian about that. But these young, young football stars of the future have come forward saying this is what has happened. The two of this guy describing, a 17-year-old describing how he was taken into a room with a fellow footballer, young footballer. And there were these men who began to uh, abuse them and rape them and, and 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 it's something that you know you'll never Jesus. play football again what? and they were told if you want you, you better keep silent about this if ever you plan to pull on your boots for gabon so it's a it's a very very tragic football story and uh, the international footballing authorities are getting involved wow. what a bizarre thing to happen and you say four coaches i mean it sounds like if you if you go into coaching football in in gabon we can kind of tell what your real motives are Huh? Yes, I, I suppose you could use. Yeah, we could use it. Uh, you know, if you go to the clergy in certain yeah, churches, exactly. I suppose. Right. You know, yeah, one of those things. But anyway, uh, all right. Well, that's ugly because it's not as if that country doesn't have enough to deal with at the moment. So, uh, very, very strange story. The the reconstruction conference. Poor old Libya. I mean, really, talk about a basket case. They probably, at the moment, are one of the most dangerous places in the world to be in Libya. You don't want to be there. Uh, you've spoken about how you went there once when Gaddafi was still in charge, and it was a fascinating place, not necessarily the most democratic or open society, but it was a very interesting place. Uh, disaster. I mean, like Libya, since uh, all that, that uh, misadventure, let's call it that, uh, under Hillary Clinton and, and Barack Obama's administration, um, just a mess. It's warlords and, and, and terror and destruction everywhere. So have we got any hope for the future? It was believed that the flooding, the terrible, terrible flooding that washed away half of Derna, the city in the, in the east, uh, had done one thing, and that is bring the two governments, these opposing governments, the government in the east under Khalifa Haftar, the rebel leader, and the UN-recognized government in the west, in Tripoli. <laughs> it had brought them together 
but they clearly are not together because uh, the the reconstruction conference now when they hold these things the people the great and the good come together with fat wallets promising money mm. and they were due to do that this month now they have delayed it so there's a lot of skepticism about it but the eastern government the rebel government is announcing that it's moving money to people to victims of this people who have lost every single thing they have but the un envoy abdullah bathali is saying please don't give money to anyone yet put the money through the united nations uh you know this is that they were talking about uh uh the the death toll there being you know uh, 200,000 well uh, we we don't know how how bad this is going to be yet but the 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 death toll according to the easter the rebel government is is quite a bit lower than that but bodies are still being found all the time the fact is though that conference is going to take place now next month and mm -hmm. i still hope that the donors of substance are going to pitch up there but the libyans have to get their act together because they're fighting they're saying that had they been properly warned the death toll would have been much much lower and uh, the, that never happened but the, the, you know the, the the government in the west is saying how could we warn and i think i did mention this before that derna the city was against the brother leader muammar gaddafi mm. and so he ignored it and, and actually the underdevelopment there is as a cause of that because they they just said well if you're a bunch of rebels in the in the uh, east let's not bother about you and right. so they paying the price or paid the price for that over the years but they paying the ultimate price for it now um well i I've, i've got a sort of uh, pop quiz for all of us i mean where do you think the 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 worst place you could find yourself on the african continent might be south sudan uh somalia libya gabon which i mean it's a photo finish between just those four mali's not great where would you least like to find yourself right now jj well i would least like to find myself in morocco at the moment because i've spoken against the moroccans <laughs> and 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 they've labeled me l'assassin de plume the assassin with the pen oh i well, i congratulations I want, to, i want i want to get a t-shirt made with that on it that's great but i wouldn't go to morocco and i've implored my family members not to go because they're the most spiteful regime yeah. i think if i put my foot there i'd be on toll you know behind bars within minutes and uh, who would know what would happen to me then JJ I watched for the first time ever I'm embarrassed to say um last night I watched Casablanca um which is obviously a you know the movie from 1942 black and white movie famous yes. one tons yes, of Oscars Yes looking at you kid That's right um <laughs> Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman and uh obviously it was all filmed during World War II about that time period uh so on sound stages and not anywhere near Morocco but a fascinating story that kind of um i think led to to a lot of the uh the the world's ideas of what places like casablanca are really like uh, and i and it's just interesting you should bring up morocco this morning because it's very much on my mind well you know when i when we first started out and i said this could be the start of a beautiful relationship <laughs> you know that i stole that line from casablanca <laughs> and maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but soon <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of these lines and what was the other one play it sam and then they're going to uh... he never he never he, but he never said play it again sam that's right that's the line you know right. on the, from the woody allen movie 
Correct. Yeah. yeah, very good. I wish, right. I wish I had some ivories to tinkle now and sing. You must, you must remember, remember this. this. <laughs> All right. Thank you, JJ. Oh, <laughs> what a movie. You. Life is not complete until you've seen it, I'm wow. sure. I've fi- finally grown up and watched Casablanca, so I don't have to be embarrassed anymore. Good for you. Thank you. JJ Cornish, everybody. And uh, that is African Analysis, which is brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. Looking at what happens around Africa and uh, even a quick movie review from um, JJ Cornish. What a guy. He's terrific. He knows all his stuff. Cliffcentral.com.